Hello and welcome to the Empower 21 Leadership Podcast. My name is Caleb Worley. I'm the Executive Director of Empower 21. And we're so glad you've joined us for this special episode today on life and leadership. And we have a powerful guest that's with, with us today, Pastor Philip Montofa from Mawar Sharon Church in Surabaya, Indonesia. You may have seen him online or heard about the church and the impact that they're having in Indonesia and around the world. And we're so honored to have him in studio today sharing with us on this leadership podcast. Pastor Philip. Hi. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Man, we have heard about your ministry and we love your family and uh, the impact that you guys are having. And so why don't you just share a little bit uh, about your church? How did you get started with your ministry now so many years later? How did you get started in ministry? Yeah, I pastor churches in Indonesia and in Asia. So it's a cell-based church of about 65,000 members now. Amazing. In 6,000 cell groups. Wow. And we are found in 88, to date, 88 different locations, Indonesia Mm. and beyond, in 88 cities. And I began my ministry in Indonesia by preaching the gospel, the good news to the poor, praying for the sick, and also discipling young people. Mm. And uh, Sounds like Jesus' ministry. Yeah, I ho- yes, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I just want to imitate that Jesus Christ is uh, um, our teacher, our great teacher, our Lord and Savior, but uh, He's the pattern of our ministry. Mm. So we go to the highways and the byways and uh, and reaching out to those who are neglected. And I guess afterwards we have caught a big wave of heaven and how things have, enro- have, have, have developed. Uh, it's all by the grace of God. Wow. Now, this is amazing because this is in Indonesia. Yeah. This is not in America. This mm-hmm. is not in, you know, South America. It's not in places where uh, maybe the gospel is seemingly open. This is a uh, predominantly Muslim country in the background and the government and Correct. all of those things. Correct. But yet the gospel is going forward at such an exponential rate. Yeah. Actually, Indonesia has more Muslims than all of Middle East combined. Do you, do you realize that? That's amazing. Uh, so, but the gospel works everywhere and anywhere. Mm. It is, uh, the seed itself is blameless. It's perfect. It is how we carry uh, the gospel to people's lives and and how we, how we sow that seed in, in our nation. If we, if we want to believe that, that the gospel is the power of God mm-hmm. and we're not ashamed of it, see what God can do through your belief, through your conviction. He's going to surpass all your imagination. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, I've heard a little bit of your story, but take me back to when you were a young person and you had an encounter with God and really that wake-up moment where you knew, I'm surrendering my life to the Lord and I'm going to help people and reach them no matter how I can. 30 years ago, I met Jesus, uh, not only in a personal way, but supernatural. Mm. I was at an Indonesian church, a very small Indonesian church while I was studying in my high school years in Canada, in Vancouver to be exact. And uh, I had a, I have a, a dark past I was a very violent person. And uh, I didn't quite worship Satan, but I knew, I I know today that Satan was all over my life. Mm. I was very much into the darkness. And uh, as I tried to commit suicide for a few times and almost succeeded the last time, Jesus rescued me. And there was this 
a preacher who, who was the pastor of the church, he spoke about how Jesus loved you. It's very classic. It's very classical. I've heard that before. But this time something was different. And uh, he said that religions can't save you. Even if you were Christian from the day you were born, you must make a decision, personal decision to follow Jesus. And if you haven't made that, you're not saved. But that something convicted uh, my soul. And I was about to leave the, 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 the church. I was about to touch, on, to touch a doorknob when I heard an audible voice, a man speaking to me like this. Today, if you don't get saved, you will, you'll be lost forever. I said, who's speaking to me? I looked around me, right? There are about 50, 60 people worshiping, their hands held high. They were all facing the stage. And I was on, the, on my way out. And uh, I said, my gosh, who, who, who's speaking to me here? This place is definitely haunted, I thought. But something made me run to the altar, and I did. Mm -hmm. And the moment I reached the altar, I ran like there was no, like something was, was, was chasing me. And people might be wondering, what, what, what is this guy doing, right? It was just a very calm altar call, but I ran to the, to the altar. And the moment I reached the altar, I saw a light flash before me. It, it literally flashed before me, like that. And I didn't that then know yet about what happened to the Apostle Paul when he was still a Saul. And behind that light, a voice, that same voice spoke to me once again, I am Jesus and I love you. Immediately I burst into tears. And I never cried before. I never I didn't remember when the last time I cried, probably when I was an infant. infant. Mm -hmm. I was very hardened to the core. I was very rebellious against God. I once even said to him that I would rather go to hell than see his face. Mm -hmm. And I have ever since regretted what I said. Until today, I'm ashamed of it. And I, I, I told him, I'm not worthy. You know, God, I know this is you. Jesus, just kill me. Just let me die today. I'm not worthy of anything. And that same voice spoke to me once more, no, but live for me. And that very short experience, seemingly very brief, it took 30 minutes or so already, because when I turned around me, as that light was taken away from me, and I, I started realizing I was standing alone at the altar, I looked around me. People were all gazing at me, oh, so long. You know, he's, he's, still, he's still up there. But, and then I quickly tried to get myself together, and I returned to my seat. And that was the day uh, of turning around for me. Everything changed afterwards. So this is a, a modern day, biblical experience, just like you mentioned, the Apostle Paul, yeah. he's on his road, on his right. horse, and gets knocked off. Mm -hmm. He's persecuting Christians. He's, he, you know, he's going the route of religion, yep. trying to figure it out his own way to connect with God, yep. has an encounter. And what you're talking about is your own encounter. Yes. And this is real. This is how God works. Yep. You know, he will, he will do whatever he can to reach out to us. Mm -hmm. And it's so powerful what you shared about the love of God and how that love transformed your understanding. And to think about that encounter in a small church, in a country that you weren't even from, yeah. in a city that you weren't from, yep. but you had an encounter there. And now we fast forward and we see a nation that's being reached. We see a region where you know thousands of people are being impacted. Mm -hmm. And there's people listening to us in this podcast or watching this on YouTube right now. And maybe there's somewhere in the journey 
of leadership. Mm -hmm. What would you tell a younger version of yourself if you were to go back as a leader now? You had an encounter, you started out in ministry. What would you tell the younger version? You're still a young man, yeah. but what would you tell a younger <laughs> version of yourself starting out in this leadership journey if you were to go back, say, you know what, I, I would tell myself this for all those young ministers or next-gen leaders that are listening to us. Simply this, Jesus is real. Okay. Mm. The same Jesus we have heard about since, let's say, Sunday school days, if you were a Christian from, from when you were little, He is real. Regardless how often you hear His name blasphemed, you hear His name spoken without any respect and as if He's just some, some uh, storybook children, uh, children's uh, uh, figure, or He's just a theory or a religion. He's not. He's not all that. He is real. And this, if Jesus is not to die for, He's not to live for. What would I say to people like me, the younger version of me, I'd say, be willing to pay the price to follow Jesus. Be willing to sacrifice to be anointed. Mm. You know, you don't, I don't get where I am today uh, instantly. Yeah. Nothing is instant in the kingdom of Christ except our salvation. I didn't expect that He came to me. I didn't bump into Him. He reached out to me. He is real. I, didn't, I never thought that He was real. He is. Yeah. And uh, because He is so real and He loves you and me, be willing to follow Him at all cost. Mm. Be willing to pay any price. Trust me, you will not regret a thing because to, if to live is Christ, to die is gain. And your death is not a gain if you have not lived mm. in Christ. Wow. So live for Him. He is not only to live for. To me, He is to die for. <laughs> You know, that's a, an amazing reality. The scripture talks about it. Um, for our, this network, it's Empower 21, we talk about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in the 21st century, making what we saw in Acts a reality in our life today, yep. and then even the future tomorrow, being led by the Spirit. So what does that look like to you as a Spirit-empowered leader in the 21st century? Practically, how does the Holy Spirit Uh, engage with you in leading a church and a ministry? Yeah, simply we must, we must commit ourselves as Christians and much more as, a, as ministers mm -hmm. of the gospel, as pastors, as preachers. Uh, we must commit ourselves to continually preach, uh, to continually preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and to introduce the person and the power of the Holy Spirit through our life and ministry. We must walk our talk, uh, first of all. Witnessing is not saying in the first place, it is living out. Yeah. What will you believe in? So to me, it's not hard because when the Holy Spirit lives in you, He's going to lead you step by step, heart to heart. It's not going to be very hard. Mm. Yeah. I'm just going to focus, I'm just going to focus myself on the nine, the one fruit in with nine flavors, love, joy, peace, patience, <laughs> I'm just going to mirror myself with these nine, yeah. nine fruits. That's it. Concerning the nine gifts, don't worry about it. Because if you are really a, a, a willing vessel, whatever, whatever gift could flow easily through you, whether the gift of prophecy, whether the gift of 
um, gift of performing miracles. There are so many miracles that have happened in our ministry, in my life. I, if, I, if I would just tell you one by one, this podcast will go on forever. Mm -hmm. I've seen miracles and I keep seeing them on daily basis. Miracle is not hard. Once I even jokingly tell my friend, and I wasn't even joking, I said, this is, welcome to Indonesia, this is the land of miracles. Okay, you see miracles here, like, uh, it's not hard, yeah. because you've got nothing to do with it. It's just the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit using you, and working with you, partnering with you. So if your heart is set to preach the gospel, in good times or in bad times, you don't make no excuses. Oh, this is Indonesia, this land, it, Christianity is minority. You don't make excuses. Yeah. You believe in Jesus. You don't believe in your own mind. You don't believe in what the people say. You don't believe the pressure around you. You know, that, those things don't move you. Jesus is supposed to be the only one in His Word that could move you. And, and, and if, you, if you believe that with all your heart, God can use you. Just keep preaching the gospel in good times and in bad times. Teach the word, nothing but the counsel, the full counsel of God. The Bible, the Bible, go back to the Bible, what the Bible says. The Bible says this, the Bible says that. Don't say nothing, don't say anything. Just say what the Bible says. The Lord doesn't promise that He's gonna be with what you say and what you think. Mm -hmm. The Lord only promises to be with what He says and what yeah. He thinks. Just teach the word of God. It's simple, you don't even have to be eloquent. You just have to tell people what is in your heart of that scriptures. That's it, and 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 that's that's all you do. And uh, after you you preach the gospel, you you just introduce the power of the Holy Spirit to people. You just do your part. My part is very simple. Just lay hands on people. The rest is going to be His part. Yeah. I do not need to bother myself with thinking. Oh. Will something happen? Will that person get healed? It's got nothing to do with me. My part is only to obey. Yes. When you do that, the power and the person of the Holy Spirit will be introduced to other people through your life and obedience. Mm. That's so good. It makes me think about how in Scripture we, we read in the New Testament, we see with Jesus, and it says that these signs will follow. Right. The signs follow. Follow, right. And there's not a guarantee for miracles on our word but there's a promise of miracles on His Word. Correct. And that's what you're talking about. You're saying, look, it's not as hard as, as maybe people might think about. There are those that may be opposed to the Holy Spirit's moving, but isn't it amazing how the Holy Spirit wants to interact with us on a regular basis in a simple way? Mm -hmm. And obviously, in your ministry, there wouldn't be the fruit that there is mm -hmm. had there not been a root and a... And a a foundation That's good. That's good. of mm -hmm. being led by the Holy Spirit yes. and understanding how to be a conduit yep. of God's power. I love that, uh, the stories that you're sharing. And Indonesia is a land of miracles. It is. And you know, I think why it's a land of miracles is because people like you stand in faith and declare what God says over what the government says. Mm -hmm. And that's really a powerful thing. You know, recently, there's a lot of things going on in the world, mm -hmm. government situations, economic situations. Mm -hmm. There's violence, there's war, turmoil. Mm -hmm. There's all the things we read about in the Bible. Mm -hmm. What have you been sensing lately as you've been teaching your people? What's the Holy Spirit been speaking to you to just give a, a nugget to mm -hmm. those people that might be listening to this podcast in ministry, wanting to know what's the Holy Spirit doing around the world? Uh, what's He been speaking to you lately uh, as far as all the things that are happening, and how to really make a difference. There are two, I put 
whatever happens in the world into two categories. One that is shakeable, the other one is not shakeable. Mm. We should place ourselves in the unshakable category. Whatever happens around us, that is in God's sovereignty. It is, everything happens according to His will, and I know that God has a divine purpose in everything. We cannot always know, and we cannot all the time change His direction, whatever He wants to do in the world. We are part of uh, what's happening. For instance, uh, the Old Testament Joseph, the patriarch, and God revealed to the head of the state, then Pharaoh, through a dream or two, about the starvation, the, the drought that will happen, that will befall the nation yeah. and even the world, that part of the world. Joseph being so close to, to Jesus in the Old Testament, yet he couldn't do anything about it. When Pharaoh told his dream, he didn't say, okay, let me change God's mind. Don't even try. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Sometimes you can change, you know, prayer changes things. Sometimes prayer can seem to change God's direction, but it's not really, it's, it's God is giving you a room for you to steer with Him uh, the fate of, of the world. But at times when He's already uh, absolute about something, don't try even to change anything, just submit to His will. Mm. And instead, He placed Himself he, as the solution to the problem, not to be the part of the problem. So He said, okay, this is gonna happen, okay? This starvation will, 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 will happen. Uh, you know, you can't change anything. You can't do anything about it. But then, uh, ma Master, maybe he, that's how he addressed Pharaoh. Pharaoh, my king, uh, this is what you could do. You could save 20% of whatever is coming in within these seven years of abundance, and then, and so on, and so on, etc. And then the glory of God. Uh, yeah. There's a story about the glory of God through a man's obedience and wisdom to mm. him. So, again, whatever is happening in the world, you know, there's nothing you can do, like COVID-19 a while ago, you know, it's, it's, it's happened yeah. and, and, and there's nothing you can do, but what you're gonna do about it? Mm -hmm. Okay, the unshakable uh, things is also to preach the gospel in good times and in bad times, to help people, to show compassion. These things never change and never will, never will change. Will you place yourself in this category and, and offer yourself to be used by God, to be part of the solution to the ongoing problems in the world. And I do not promise you that the, the world is gonna get better, it's gonna get worse and worse, and we are part of- We, we have are also that promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, promise. It was good news, yeah. but it's also uh, a reality check to realize things will get darker. But for those of us in the kingdom, things yes. get brighter. Correct. God works. Yes. And one of the things that I hold on very dearly as a church, is that we must continually disciple nations. Mm. And during the COVID-19, the lockdown in our nation, our church, as far as our church is concerned, we have grown uh, by tens of thousands of people. Wow. Through conversions, baptisms, repentance, and people are coming into the kingdom of God. But that is not the case with every church. It is not, uh, it is not, just commonly happening in every single church. Mm -hmm. it, is, it depends on their choice. It depends on all our choice, what we're gonna do about it. If you're just waiting and seeing, and then you're complaining. If, 
then what you do is just asking why to God, why this, why that. Instead of asking why, I, we were asking what, what should That's we so do good. about it? Yeah. And then we're asking who, Lord, whom should we, should we help? Whom should we work together with? Mm -hmm. And then the where, Lord, tell me, where should I go? If I were a Philip in the New Testament, in the early church, tell me which eunuch that I should approach. Yeah. And, and, and talk the gospel to and help him out and open the door of the gospel to Africa. You got to do something about it. We're helping people during the COVID-19, our mm. church busier than ever. I had to preach uh, more than before. I, at average, I preach about 10 to 18 um, different sermons each week oh my. for the past three years, yeah. two and a half years or so. So we were busier than ever. We grew a mega church. Uh, we, we, our church is, grew uh, a mega church uh, out of the already existing uh, size of our church during yeah. the COVID-19. Tens of thousands of people. The first year, 2020, from March to November, so that's about just nine months, mm -hmm. there are 10,000 were added into our church. Those are not just people who are, who are, who are, who are joining or attending uh, church service but those who are discipled in cell groups, yeah. going through classes and so on, and being challenged in ministry, 10,000 the first nine months into the COVID-19 mm. situation. So we're reaping a great harvest of yeah. souls. We're not gonna, and, then, and there was nothing we could do except we put on our mask, do what we can, yeah. social distancing. There's nothing we can do globally, but we can change a life at a time. Mm. We ask ourselves, what should we do in this situation? So do not make any excuses. The world's gonna get darker, as you said, but we're gonna shine brighter. Yes, that's so good. And what I think about as I hear you saying that, in the sense, we need to remember that God has a plan. He's not caught by surprise. Correct. Even though we may not know the plan, God still has a plan. Mm -hmm. And then there's participation yeah. that is our part. Correct. So Joseph, he tried to bring to Pharaoh the reality, if we participate with what God is saying, we will have provision. Mm -hmm. Isn't it amazing? God has a plan, we participate, and then there's supernatural provision. So many people get caught off guard, mm -hmm. and then they say, oh, I guess God didn't know what he was doing. Mm -hmm. God always knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But we have to, the Bible says, he who has an ear, let him hear. We have to be in tune mm -hmm. to what he's saying, and then there's an amazing path of provision. Mm -hmm. there, there's purpose that is found in that. And to think about the impact that you're having in Indonesia, online, reaching people even around the world, it's, it's not just because it's God's will. God's will is one thing, but if we don't align ourselves with God's will and then do our part, He can want to change the earth all day long, but it takes a cooperation mm -hmm. with us and Him. We hear His voice, we're His hands and His feet. And now you're seeing miracles. You know, there are very few churches that I know of that grew during the pandemic. There's a few, and I've heard testimonies, I've talked to them, and most of them who have that testimony, they said, well, just because situations changed doesn't mean that our vision changed. Yep. And so they went from a building to a house. They went from a house to the street. They went wherever they could, mm -hmm. and they decided we're gonna still reach people. Yep. We're gonna still disciple them. And the discipling ministries and churches are the ones that I know of that really grew exponentially. That's right. So this is the Jesus style. Yeah. This is the book of Acts. Yep. And you're seeing a modern day outpouring 
across Indonesia. Uh, as we wrap up our time together, we could go on and, and you probably have line on line of stories of miracles that have happened probably even in the last few weeks. But I want to pray for those that may be listening and watching right now. Maybe they're not in a season where they've seen miracles. Maybe they're not in a place where they've seen supernatural things, but they have an expectation mm -hmm. and they have a desire. And would you just pray for them right now? You know, the Bible talks about uh, the faith. Faith comes from hearing the word of God and faith also comes through testimonials. We yes. overcome, you know, uh, the, the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Yeah. So maybe why don't you just pray a prayer, a testimonial prayer, a faith prayer into those that may be listening or watching right now that are believing God for the miraculous, believing God for increase and believing God to do something maybe they've never seen before. Would you pray for those that are listening? Yes, it will be my honor to be able to pray for everybody who's listening today. Just keep on pressing. Remember to live holy according to biblical standards. I believe everything, the rest will be, all power belong to the Lord. And keep discipling people, that's all. You just disciple people. Anyone God places before you, love that person and, and disciple as much as you can. Influence that person as you yourself are discipled by others. Let's just stretch our hands and you know, I'm going to pray for you and bless you. Father, I pray for everyone who's listening in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Silver nor gold, I do not give right now, uh, but what I have that's most precious to me, that faith in Jesus Christ. Faith to see that He can do anything shall be imparted through this program to all our hearers. Father, I pray that you sanctify our hearts, that we will love Jesus as Jesus has loved us. Of course, we cannot outlove the Lord, but we can at least uh, follow hard. Father, thank you. I pray that that Jesus that we've known of is no longer a traditional Jesus, but a, Jesus, a challenging Jesus in our soul. Jesus, not only to live for, He's first of all to die for, therefore He is to live for. I pray that you ignite a new passion in our hearts, Lord, to be willing to pay the price and sacrifice in order for us to be anointed. Even though miracles haven't happened, maybe they're not in sight, we must press on, just keep believing. If necessary, we die believing without seeing miracles. We will not apologize for believing. Father, I pray for such heart for America, for, uh, for, 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 uh, for the world, for nations, every nation uh, represented through our hearers. Bless my brother and sisters in Christ in the name of Jesus Christ. Love God. Love, we love you, God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Wow, that's oh, so powerful. God Pastor bless you, Philip, my brother. Thanks for joining for this podcast. Thank you for having me. And for those of you that are watching or listening to this, we just want to encourage you. Uh, God has amazing plans for your life. As you're following Him, as you're listening to His voice, you'll see amazing things take place in and through your life. You can always follow us at Empower21.com. Get more information online, Empower21.com. Follow us on social media, and let's go change the world.